The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Today I'm going to be talking about preparing for that cold, hard winter. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate your being aboard with me today. Well, I'm going to be right up front with everyone. I don't feel well. I've been fighting an infection, and when you have an infection in your jaw and in your ears, it's really hard to fight, and... I've had a kind of a rough day, and I've waited till the last minute to try to record this, and I debated on running just a show that I already pre-recorded, in other words, a rerun, but in the over two years that I've done this show, I've never run any reruns, and I just can't do that, because the world situation is such that if I'm going to be a watchman on the wall, then I better be a good watchman on the wall and not one that's just a fair weather watchman and so if I sound a little draggy it's because I am I've got a high fever and I'm fighting the infection and I'm going to win this thing so don't worry about me just keep me in your prayers but I went to the doctor and it's being handled 
But I wanted to use this time to be a watchman on the wall. Because what we're seeing is the escalation worldwide of just chaos. And two years ago, illegitimate Joe talked about this cold, hard winter. Or maybe he called it the cold, long winter. I can't remember, but it was one or the other. And it really didn't materialize. And then last year, I predicted that that was the winter he was talking about, which didn't materialize. That's because most places had a mild winter. Well, this winter, I think, is going to shape up to be the coldest, worst winter we've had in several years. And make no mistake about it, the powers that be, the evil, satanic people, the child molesters who are in charge, it seems, worldwide. I think they're going to use this winter as their twelfth man, so to speak, or their fifth column. Now, I thought they were going to do this last year, but I think this is the year. I've been listening to the Canadian prepper, and I think that he's right on almost everything that he's come to his conclusions. I've come to the same conclusions independently. And lately I've been doing programs that sound like I've been listening to Hal Turner and Bob Bierman and several others, Stu Peters, with my conclusions. And I want to ensure to everybody that our conclusions are being determined independently. We all see the same things, we all get the same information, and by and large, we all agree with what's going to happen. We all kind of see the same thing. And so nobody's walking in lockstep, nobody's plagiarizing anyone else there. It's just something in the ether, and it's telling us all what we think's about to come. It never ceases to amaze me that I'll record a program and then after I get it recorded, I will listen to Bob Bierman, or I will listen to Alex Jones, or someone. And they'll be talking about the same thing, in some ways, with the exact same conclusions, and almost word for word, what I have come up with. And I think, wow, you know, this is really strong stuff. It's confirmation. And so if you hear things on this show, ever that sound like that I'm parroting anyone, or if you're listening to anyone else's show and you think they're parroting me, uh, don't think those thoughts because that's not happening. But I really feel very strong that if you're not prepped for this winter, you might be in very serious trouble. Gas prices have went up 15 cents overnight, and it seems that According to the Canadian prepper, the United States is trying to refill their oil reserves that illegitimate Joe has sold off to China and everywhere else to try to weaken us. And if the United States government is buying oil to put in their oil reserve right now, that means that they think this is the best time and the cheapest it's going to be. And we have the war on the gasoline engine, the war on anything that's meat, everything's being ramped up. 
and it seems that everything is being ramped up to do two things. Put us into more lockdowns, such as vaccine, and such as this COVID nonsense with the social distancing and masking and the fake vaccines that are deadly. I think we're getting ready for round two. And also, I've heard Bill Gates cackle and be very gleeful, saying that there will be more pandemics. <laughs> the guy's an absolute creep. And we have people that are just evil, that are supposedly running things or are put in positions of power that they don't deserve. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you're smart, doesn't mean that you're good-looking, doesn't mean that you're capable or anything. It doesn't mean anything. Jesse James ended up having lots of money, but he was just a train robber. Al Capone had money. It seems that all these people with money, like the Kennedy family, old Papa Kennedy back in the day during the Great Depression and Prohibition, made a fortune by smuggling illegal whiskey. And look at the Biden crime family. They have lots of money. They have scads of money. That doesn't make them smart. It makes them corrupt and crooked. And Bill Gates is no exception. He's got lots of money. So people say, oh yeah, he's rich. He's smart. He's No, he's evil. And if we can just wake up to the fact that there is evil among us, and it's at the top, evil at the highest places, we have to come to grips with all of the changes in society and all of the new normals they're trying to push at us, like the transgender nonsense. And you have to use my pronouns. And You know, I can't wait for the first person to come up and tell me their pronouns. They will hesitate on ever telling anyone again to use pronouns. I can assure you that. But we're living in a world that we're going to have to stand up for our own principles. We're going to have to stand up to all this mess. We can't just complain about it. While I was at the doctor's office, there was an older gentleman that was waiting for one of his employees that was getting some medical attention. And we struck up a conversation. and He was basically saying the same thing that everyone else was saying, like, Joe Biden's an idiot, and they're trying to ruin our country, and you know, just the, the basic complaints. And I told him, we can't just sit here and complain at each other. You know, that's not going to get us anywhere. That's like when the lambs are led to slaughter. If they complain about the Judas goat and follow him, and they're going to get slaughtered. You can't complain about the Judas goat. You've got to stand up to and defeat the Judas goat. And we can't just complain. We have to be people of action. And when I say that this is going to be a cold, hard winter, I think you're going to have to be a person of action. I think that you really have to take stock of what you have in reserve. They're tainting our meat supplies with this mRNA junk. They're still pushing this eating the insect and eating the bugs crap. They're putting out all sorts of disinformation on meat. They have, they've been doing that for years. And I didn't address it at the time, and I kept forgetting about it, but 
now the powers that be have came out and said that there's some sort of a virus or disease you get from ticks that bite you, and then after they bite you, you can't handle meat anymore. It makes you reject meat, makes your system not able to handle meat. If that is true, then how come thousands of years of people receiving tick bites, that's never, ever happened? We can't just say, oh, yeah, I guess there's a tick out there that changes your metabolism after they bite you. Folks, that's what you call genetic engineering. They're releasing these creatures among us. If that is truly the case, that they have a tick that they have designed to do something, to put something in your blood to where your body rejects meat, then that's really scary. I know that Bill Gates, there's that evil creep again, released something like 15 million mosquitoes a couple of years ago in Florida that were genetically altered. And nobody raised a stink about it. Nobody even questioned it. They go, oh, well, it's Bill Gates. He knows what he's doing. No, he's like a Judas goat. He knows what he's doing all right. He wants the population of the earth reduced. And so they're counting on us all being good little zombies and just taking whatever they give us. And it's time that we quit having that mentality. Now, this cold, hard winter that is going to hit us, I think that there's going to be fuel shortages. And so, right now, try to get enough propane if you use propane to heat. Get enough propane in your tanks to last the winter. If you have to buy a second tank, I think you should look into it. You're always going to use that propane. If you have to buy two or three extra tanks and fill them with propane, you're always going to use that propane, and there's a good chance that propane is going to go up in price to the point where it'll be really cost prohibitive to use it. But if you already have it at a lower price, you'll at least make it through the winter. Natural gas is a different story since it's piped in. I do think that people that use natural gas need to look into the biofuel process to where you can make your own natural gas. They do it in India and in other third world countries all the time to where they make their own natural gas. And it's not hard to make, but it is a flammable gas, very flammable, so it's not safe unless you do it correctly. But there are ways that you can use your own table scraps and other organic material to create enough natural gas to at least cook your food. And I think you should look into these biofuel units that you make your own natural gas. There's many things up on the internet that tell you how to make these. I think that you should have extra blankets, extra food. If you can, get ways to heat your house with wood or other means. But it has to be done safely, because when you're looking at open flames, things can get out of hand really quick, and you can really compound issues with fires, just like the Geese's had an appliance fail on them and burn them completely. And the fundraiser is still going for the Geese's, and I want to thank from the bottom of my heart
everyone who's given. I want to give you an update of how much we've raised. It's not a whole bunch, but we're looking at $430 right now that has been sent in by listeners. And I really appreciate that. I would love to get that close to $1,000 or over if we can. So I'm going to ask you again to please donate something to the fire fund or the fundraiser. Make sure that your donation is clearly marked as a donation. And I'm going to run that for several more weeks. But we have an awful lot of people that have big hearts that have given some money, and I do appreciate it. But when you're dealing with heating your house with open flame, there's always a very definite possibility of an ember coming out that you don't see or something else happening. And so don't expect to just change over from, let's say, natural gas to heating with wood without some learning taking place on your part. And one of the biggest things you can do as far as learning is to have fire extinguishers readily available and have buckets of water close by and make sure you have a flame retardant mat or better yet a piece of metal something that will not burn that will reach far beyond where an ember might pop out because lots of times when you open a let's say a potbelly stove you'll have an ember crack out that you don't see or hear and then you shut everything up and you walk away well if that's near wood or anything else that'll burn well you can start a little fire and that would be a catastrophe I think that you need to hone up on your survival skills, and I think you need to toughen up. Get yourself very well hardened to the fact that there's going to be some hardships coming. If you haven't recognized this by now, we are at war. It's us against them. Who are us? Us is we the people. Us is the common person. Black white, Hispanic, Native American, Chinese, it doesn't matter. Just the average people. The people that just want to be left alone. They want to live their life. They want to have a family. They want to be comfortable in their life. They don't want to be hassled. And them are the powers that be, the illegitimate people that have put themselves above everyone as elites. When in reality, they're not elites at all. They're corrupt. So we have the evil corruption that comes from Satan that these people definitely worship, whether they realize it or not, against the common people, which they see as useless eaters and using up the world's resources. And we're going to have to do our best to come against these people now, I'm not saying open confrontation. I'm saying resistance to where they don't get anywhere with their plans. They're always planning this 2030, the 2050, and all these other little things that they come up with and have a think tank and a focus group. And they decide, well, this is where the world needs to go. Well, I have to ask them, who made you the rulers of the world? They made themselves rulers of the world. Who gave you permission to change everything? If you were elected into office, what gives you the right to say that gasoline-powered cars and power tools and lawnmowers and 
anything gasoline-powered needs to be abolished and eliminated. What does that have to do with laws of society? Oh, we have to save the planet. Who says the planet's in trouble? There's lots of people that think that this global warming, this climate change, and global cooling, or whatever they want to call it, is real. And I keep pointing out, of course it's real, because they're doing it. The people that I consider as them, they're funding all these chemtrails and all these things that are being put into our atmosphere that go down, hit the earth, and get into our soil, get into our rivers, lakes, and streams. And we're being poisoned by them. Remember the greenhouse gases? They said it held the heat in. That would be the Freon and all these other things that they said were holding heat in. What do you think these chemtrails do? Oh, they're trying to blot out the sun because the sun's too hot. Well, what about the greenhouse gases that hold the heat in? You see, you can't have it both ways. And if these chemtrails are such a good thing, how come that was a conspiracy theory for about 25 years? You were a nut if you believed in chemtrails. Well, there's too much evidence, and there's too many countries that have come out and admitted, including, here he is again, Bill Gates, admits to funding cloud seeding and also putting these chemicals in the air. And these chemicals are killing our trees, they're killing our insects, they're killing our small animals, and they're killing you. Death by a thousand chemtrails. There are people like Russ Tanner, who has GlobalSkyWatch.com, who gets deathly ill from chemtrails, and he's moved several times to go to areas where they're not spraying because it affects him so adversely. And so, we're having all sorts of issues. We can't just sit back and say, well, I guess that's the new normal. The new normal by whose standards? By whose proclamation? We have the World Health Organization and the Center for Disease Control and just all sorts of nefarious organizations that have grabbed power, the World Economic Forum, by whose authority did they grab power? And why are we the people letting them have power? Those are good questions. And they're questions that need to be asked and questions that need to be addressed. This Klaus Schwab and you will eat Z-bugs and own nothing and be happy. The guy's an absolute moron. But yet he has a lot of money. And since he has a lot of money, well, he's got to be smart. No, he doesn't have to be anything. I suspect he's just corrupt. If you're really good at bamboozling people and screwing them out of their money, like Klaus Schwab and people like him, Bill Gates, then of course you could amass a lot of money. And if you walk around and act like you have massive amounts of power and demand everyone treat you like you're a very powerful person, well, people tend to do that. And 
I think the perfect example is the boxing promoter Don King. Don King was just a low-level hustler. That's all he was. And you remember the Thrilla in Manila? And the Rumble in the Jungle? Do you realize that those big fights that will go down in history as some of the most historical fights ever, as far as being remembered, kind of, those are kind of in the psyche of the American boxing fan. Those two fights are kind of special. Do you realize that those were two of the earliest fights, the first fights that Don King ever promoted? So he came out and promoted these fights that were very audacious, actually, of having the fights where they were held and how it was promoted. And it worked. And then Don King made himself the self-proclaimed king of boxing overnight. And for many, many decades, Don King was held in high esteem as being one of the best, the driving force in boxing. He made himself that. And people let him make himself that. He was very, shall we say, dishonest with lots of his fighters. He didn't pay him what he promised him. He broke contracts all the time. He made fighters. He broke fighters. If you played his game, you came out ahead. If you didn't play the game with him, he made sure you got burned. And he really wasn't that good for the sport in retrospect. We did get some good fights that he promoted, but the bottom line is is that we had a third-rate hustler that decided to go in and do a big hustle, and it worked. Don King became extremely wealthy. And so if you're going to be one of those that worship wealthy people, know that you're worshiping a lot of people who are actually corrupt, people that actually did not come to their money by honest hard work. Lots of swindling happens in the Biden crime family every day. Lots of swindling goes on in our Justice Department and in our halls of Congress. and We're in serious trouble. And they're going to use one of these winters, I think it's this one. Maybe not. I might be wrong again. But I really do feel that they can push our backs up against the wall if we're freezing to death or if we are starving to death in a cold winter. We're a lot more easy to control. And I think that Russia is getting ready to really punish Ukraine and put them in a horrible place for winter. I think that that cold, hard winter is going to hit Europe in just massive, horrible ways. You have the country of Niger that recently was captured by a coup by people who are patriotic to their country that were sick of the French coming in and just basically stealing the resources. And now Niger is offering their resources at market value instead of for pennies on the dollar because Niger is sick of being a very poor country where people are, have to live without when they're resource rich. And so I don't think Europe is going to get this cheap energy out of Africa that they were planning on. All these sanctions are going to backfire. They've already backfired horribly. And you have companies that are going woke that are trying to push this 
horrible social agenda. And I don't understand their thinking other than you can't build back better until you totally destroy. And some of these companies seem to have a death wish like Liberty Safe, which I would advise not to ever buy one. And if you own one, you probably should try to sell it before the value goes to zero. Or find someone that can change the access codes because Liberty Safe is keeping all the information to get into your safe and they are telling the government how to get into your safe. It's not a safe if it doesn't keep things safe. And the way we have a rogue government, a corrupt government, a corrupt justice system, a corrupt FBI, a corrupt CIA, you're not safe. And I really hope that Liberty Safe goes bankrupt really quick. People that turn against their customer are evil. This Liberty Safe almost seems like they sold out. And so they could put themselves out there as this big patriotic company that is for we the people, when instead they're actually working for the evil, the evil empire, and will turn over all sorts of passcodes and different information to where if your house gets raided, the people that raid your house will have access to everything you have in your safe. I think that that's very dangerous for a society. And so we're fighting so many things, and it's hitting us all at once. It's kind of like a firestorm that we're facing. And if you're just sitting back hoping things are going to get better, and I do hope that they do, that I know better, you can't sit back and hope for things to get better. Because it's not going to just happen through osmosis. It's not just going to get better. I know things run in cycles, but we're living in an artificial cycle right now. We've been living in an artificial cycle since basically the year 2000. Maybe even earlier. It might have started with Bill Clinton or George Bush the first. It might have started with Jimmy Carter. It might have started with... Richard Nixon, I don't know. But for a lot of years, we've been living in a surrealistic, make-believe political world where they have been maneuvering and scheming and taking all the power away from we the people. And they're taking away our God-given rights. And what's sad is we have a large group of our population that will gladly hand them over and so we the people are divided. You have we the people that are wide awake, and there are we the people who are just brain-dead zombies. I have been noticing that there are degrees of zombification, and there are definitely degrees of how awake a person is. It seems like people are awakened by revelation from God. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I know I can be talking to someone that is wide awake up to a point. But when you hit that one point, they dig in their heels and say, well, I, don't, I think that's a conspiracy theory. I don't believe that. They have not quite got the message all the way. 
about the phony world we live in. And believe me, I've been more awakened than I've ever been in my life. And it seems like weekly things are revealed to me that I don't want to believe and I try to disprove. But it seems like the more I try to disprove something, the more I'm led down the path that shows me that I was actually not awake to that point, and I needed to be awakened. And so some of the things I talk about, some of you won't agree with. You'll think I'm over the top. But there are degrees of how awake you are. And I think a lot of these people I talk about in the new alternative media, the new truth media, your Bob Beermans, your Hal Turners, your Alex Joneses, there's an awful lot of people who are more awake than some of the listeners are willing to awaken to. And so they're called all sorts of names, conspiracy theorists and what have you. And I think that those of you who are on the fence that things can't really be that bad, well, open your eyes. Pray to God that he reveals to you what's really happening. We have to do that before it's too late. I don't want to worry anyone, but, boy, this has been a rough couple of weeks. It really has. The heat really has affected me, and also probably a little stress for the fact that I'm so far behind with getting my harvest done. And I do want to say a very special thank you to Michael, who offered to come help me buck bales, which means load them, and he would have to travel halfway across the country to do it. And he said, I'll do it for free. And those are the kind of listeners I have in this show. I've been making such dear friends with this show that that's one thing I didn't think was going to happen. And I'm talking about true, really good friends. Friends that send me things, friends that send me cards and letters and donations and people that send me things to lift my spirits. They send me all sorts of information for shows. And I really appreciate it. And it seems that I have quite a few people that they consider me a family member. And that really does touch my heart. And I want to say a big thank you to all of my radio friends. Because I truly, truly consider you my friend. And that's the reason I'm doing this show when I really don't feel like doing it today is I don't want to let my friends down. I did Truth to Ponder this last Wednesday. and That was really tough. That was really hard for me to get that show out. I was having a lot of trouble concentrating and a lot of trouble staying awake because this heat exhaustion has made me so tired. And I told Bob Beerman after I got the show done that I kind of did that show while I was very ill. And Bob Beerman said, don't be like me, don't be stubborn. He said, I can, co I can cover the show, just let me know. And I sent him back, well, I guess I'm too stubborn, Bob. And That's the way I am. I have a job to do, I'm going to do it. And that's something we all should consider as kind of a personal motto. If there's a job to do, you simply have to do it. And I didn't work today. I was out and I went to the doctor and got home at 11 in the morning. 
And I thought I felt okay, and then I just hit that wall. I went and I thought, well, I'm going to take 15 minutes and lay down. Well, at 6 o'clock or so, I wake up and say, wow, I've slept all afternoon. But we're going to have to all have that attitude that no matter what it takes, we're going to have to do it. And I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I'm not trying to spread doom and gloom. But I really think the world is set up for quite a tumble. And I know that when elephants fight, the grass gets trampled. And China and Russia and the United States and all the Western nations, Poland and Germany and the UK and France and just the whole group, are about to do the unimaginable. These people are absolutely evil. And they're moronic. They're stupid. And I think that you have a lot of people in Russia now coming to terms that they're going to have to use their nuclear arsenal. And you have an awful lot of people that I don't think are legitimate as far as generals. I think they're social engineers. They're not soldiers. I really think that they think that there's no way that Russia would ever launch a nuke. These people think that Russia is going to wimp out. And these people don't know the Russian people. They don't know Putin. They don't know Medvedev, any of these people that are in the Russian government. And it seems that they've had over 250,000 volunteers to the Russian army over the last year or so. And the United States is having an awful hard time meeting their quotas as far as getting people to enlist. And I do feel that there's going to be a draft put in very soon. And what I mean very soon, I'm thinking this within the next 12 months. And I know the United States Army attacked the Syrian Arab Army they said it was a mistake. Well, we all know that was no mistake. And the Russian army told the American army that if they do it again, there will be no mistake. Russia will defend the Syrian army. And so a gauntlet has been thrown down there. And it seems that now you have Turkey and all these NATO countries that want to do naval exercises and drills and stuff in the Black Sea and other places that they're just trying to provoke Russia. They're trying to escalate things. And I know the other night I was outside at the ranch and a B-52 bomber flew over. And those are unmistakable. You know, anyone that's heard a B-52 will never forget that sound. And then about 20 minutes later, another one flew over. Now, I don't know where they were flying or why, but we have activity over the central part of the United States with military aircraft of all sorts, from helicopters and bombers and a few fighter jets. And I don't live anywhere near a military base. They're just traveling overhead, you know, they're just traveling through. But there are lots of things being set up without our knowledge that they are going to be pulling off. Like, I hear that 
Russia is going to mount a huge counteroffensive before this winter. And I've been expecting that for about three months. Matter of fact, I wondered why they haven't started one already. But we're starting to come up on winter. And the winters are always brutal in that part of the world. And if Russia does come up with a counteroffensive, you know they're going to strike at oil reserves and ways to heat homes and feed families. and It's going to get ugly. And the ugliness worldwide is going to come to your hometown in one way or another. Whether it be your gasoline prices go through the roof or empty shelves at your favorite stores. So now is the time. If you have money, go out and outfit yourself up for a year if you can. And I know that I did this last year, and I did this for my audience. And this will make some people angry with me, I'm sure. But I did this on purpose. I wanted to see how easy it would be to survive in a house without heat from January to March. And I heat my house with wood. And I heated the part of my house that would keep my water pump from freezing. And that was it. The places in the house where I actually live the most, my bedroom and my living room and those rooms, I didn't heat. And I kept a gallon jug of water to see how cold things would get. I had one week in my bedroom that the gallon jug was frozen solid. And people would say, well, you're crazy. Why did you do that? Well, because I think that we're going to have a lot of people living without heat. And I wanted to see how things would go. And so I tried different things. And I was snug and warm all the time. I stayed very warm. Matter of fact, I was just shocked when I saw the water that had frozen solid. I'm talking deep freeze. And that was the room that I was sleeping in. And I did it on purpose. And I won't do that again on purpose, I don't think. But the only thing that I didn't like about it was getting up in the morning, getting going, and everything was cold. It was kind of a hard way to wake up. It was kind of harsh. But I had my blankets just right, and I had my dogs. And I used my dogs to heat the room. And, of course, they didn't heat the room, but the dogs didn't like the cold, and so they would just crawl under the covers. And you have a couple of dogs in the bed, and, man, they're like personal space heaters. And so I was able to actually thrive with not heating my house. Now, I know it probably makes some people angry with me that I would go to those extremes, but that's what I talk about on my show is ways to survive. And unless you do some tests and figure things out, then I'm just another talking head that doesn't know what I'm talking about. And so this winter, I'm going to be talking about ways to survive without natural gas, without propane. And it's actually fairly easy to do. I was really rather shocked. And I never got sick. Not that I can remember. I don't think I ever got fluish or had too many colds. I probably had a week or two of stuffy nose or something I can't remember, but 
I never really got ill from it, and I never got frostbite, I never was chilly. I always just stayed nice and snug, and I slept very well, so we can get through this. But if I didn't have my dogs, and if I didn't have food and everything readily available, then that would be a different story. It would have probably been unbearable, but there are so many ways that we can reach the same outcome. And that outcome is survival. There are so many ways that we can come up with that will ensure that we survive and thrive. And so there is no one answer. So each and every one of you need to look at your life and ask yourself, what are you capable of doing? Not what you're willing to do, but what you're capable of doing. And those of you who have military survival training, you know that there are ways to get around almost anything. But the average person is told that you have to have central air. You have to have this. You have to have that have forgotten the thousands and thousands of years of mankind's existence to where you had people living in teepees and in little grass huts and caves and living in the open, living in holes in the ground. As a matter of fact, I have a friend that her father is a Ukrainian that came to Canada back a hundred years ago. And he had no money and he had filed for a homestead. You had to live on the land before it became you, before you were able to actually own it. And he got to Canada very late in the year, and he didn't have enough money to build a structure, so he dug a hole in the ground. And so he dug a hole and crawled in the hole, and he used his own body heat to get through a winter in Canada. You talk about tough. Well, apparently a coyote could feel this man's body heat. And so every day, this coyote would come in and sit in the entrance of his hole. And after a week or two, the coyote got brave and would come in and lay down with him. And at the, by the end of the winter, the coyote would never let the man reach out and touch it, as in pet it. But that coyote was even bringing the man food. He would go out and catch a rabbit and bring it back into the hole and he'd eat part of it, and then the homesteader would share part of the meal with the coyote or vice versa. And then the coyote would help keep him warm. And that's a true story. And if you can get by a winter in Canada living in a hole in the ground with a coyote, then you can do about anything. Now, do I think it's going to get that bad? Yes, I do because it has been that bad in the past. It's already happened. People have heard of the Donner Party that ended up cannibalizing each other up on the mountains as, they, as their wagon train got stuck in a snowbank. People have had to endure so many awful, evil things that have come at them. Maybe, maybe it's natural or maybe it's man-made. But we have things that are happening that are artificial. And they're man-made. And they are put out there on purpose to take the population of the planet down. And we have very greedy, corrupt people that want us out of the way. 
And so I think that artificially we're going to be pushed into places where we never thought we would be. And these people, the corrupt, evil people, they're actually spineless cowards, and there's no way that they would try to endure anything that they are telling us we have to endure. Do you think the people that tell us not to eat meat and to eat Z-bugs, do you think they're eating bugs? Of course they're not. They don't want you to have meat because they want the meat. These people are very evil and they're very warped. As another friend has said, they're messed up. And yes, they are messed up. We're dealing with insanity. We're dealing with evil. So we're going to have to ask ourselves, what are we capable of doing? What are we capable of doing if we run out of food? What are we capable of doing if we run out of power? What are we capable of doing if we run out of a heat source? Well, I'm here to tell you that your ancestors could answer that in a heartbeat. Your ancestors, both male and female, could handle anything that these warped, corrupt, evil people are going to throw at us. Why? Because they would have to. They'd have no choice. They wouldn't worry about it. they just do it. And so I think you need to be in the mindset that you can just do it, no matter what it is. But I think you have to get yourself in a mental spot that will allow you to think clearly in a crisis. Now, do I think things are going to pop off any second? Well, I've thought that for two years. But things have not gotten any better. They're just cooking us slower than I thought they'd cook us. Instead of turning the burner on high, the burner's on maybe the lowest setting. Maybe they're turning it up just a half a degree here and there instead of turning it just wide open. But there will come a time where they will turn it wide open. And I don't know if I'm hearing right. I think I am. I hear another B-52 going over right now. It's a different house. It's a different group of sounds here. But anyone that's heard that sound of a B-52, you never forget it. If it is going over, it's really high up there. I can hear a jet go over. It does sound like a B-52. And so there's definitely all sorts of activity going on. And the world is not sleeping as far as the corrupt people. They're just simply lining things up to where when they do pull the trigger, so to speak, and drop the hammer, that they're going to be as effective as they can and get rid of as many people as they can as fast as they can. Remember, they can't build back better unless they destroy everything. Never, ever forget that. And by destroying everything, I'm meaning your family, I'm meaning your job, I'm meaning you, I'm meaning everything about your life, that they think that you're using resources, like if you have a car or you eat or you have a house. Remember, 2030 is getting closer. It's only a little over six years away. And they say by by 2030, you will own nothing. And so, if they're going to stay on their timeline, they have just a little over six years, six years and a couple of months, to take everything you own. 
And you might say, well, they can't do that. That's just silly. Well, I think it's silly that anyone would even think that it was possible. But these people, that's a goal. I'm not saying they're going to succeed, but what are we going to have to live with while they try to take everything we own? And when you have businesses like Liberty Safe giving the government the combination to your safe, and you have these companies like Target and Bud Light and all these other companies out there that are trying to destroy our society as we know it, things can get ugly really fast on a whole lot of fronts. And so I guess this show is all about getting mentally prepared and understand that winter is upon us. And when snow starts flying, I think that things are going to heat up as far as getting us to that point where they can try to exterminate. Anyone that is a fan of Doctor Who, especially the early Doctor Who, they had villains called the Daleks that were little machine creatures that kind of looked like trash cans turned upside down with toilet plunger arms. They were rather silly, but they were effective. I mean, it was something that was fun as far as a science fiction monster. And their favorite word is exterminate. And they would chase people around and say exterminate, and of course that's what they would do. And I think it's just a matter of time before all this artificial intelligence and all the ill will that these people are harboring against average people for some reason. I think it's all satanic. I think it's just a matter of time before the word is going to go out to start exterminating. Now, I don't want to be a fearmonger here, but I just don't see any rational, sane things happening at the top. I don't care what party you belong to, whether it be Republicans or Democrats. They're both, they're just two sides of a very bad coin. You look at Mitch McConnell, he is out of it. He doesn't even know what planet he's on. And Joe Biden is a corrupt old creep, just a creature, demented, doesn't know what planet he's on. And if you ask yourself, how did we get into this point where we have all these lawmakers and all these people that don't even know who they are or what they are or where they are because they're so out of it? Well, that's part of it. We don't know exactly who to come against. Do you honestly think that Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell control anything? They can't even control their bodily functions at this point. There's no way that Joe Biden can control his mouth or his groping, sniffing. Mitch McConnell is just a, he's just an evil old man that needs to go away. And we have all these people that all they think about is giving money to Ukraine. It's like it's the most important thing ever. It's a massive distraction. And governments worldwide, or shall I say, the people's money worldwide, is being squandered in a war that can't be won for a cocaine-addicted dictator that has Nazis in his government. I know I've had several people say, oh, he's Jewish, he wouldn't have anything to do with Nazis. Well, you ever hear of a guy named George Soros? 
He's another guy that has lots of money. You know how he got his money? By selling out Jewish people to the Nazis. And he would go to these Jewish people and he would tell them if they gave him enough money, he wouldn't turn them in. And so these Jewish people were giving him gold and silver and money and any possession they had. Then he'd turn them in anyway. George Soros got his money serving Adolf Hitler. And he's definitely Jewish. So don't come to that conclusion that just because you're Jewish, you don't deal with Nazis. We have an awful lot of things happening that are evil, a lot of things we need to stand up against. And I know that when things hit, it's going to be rough. Just mentally prepare, mentally prepare your family. And understand that we are not living in a realistic world right now. It's very surreal, very artificial. As a matter of fact, I would love to tell all of my listeners the things I've found out that are artificial that everyone thinks is real. And I haven't done it yet. One of these days I'll get brave and I'll start talking about some of the facades that they've put up, the false-fronted buildings that we all think are the real deal when they're not. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope you got something from this show. Always happy to come to you, and I'm happy to be a watchman at the wall. And I don't mind putting my neck out for my fellow Americans and people worldwide, my friends and radio family, because I think I have an obligation to at least tell you what's on my heart. And so that's what I do. But I'm going to ask that if you do like this show, that you would please consider prayerfully contributing something to the show, a dollar, two dollars, twenty dollars, hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. I would really appreciate it. And I take checks and money orders. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. The zip code is 69143. And if you'd like to donate to the Geese's and their fundraiser, make sure that you put fundraiser on the envelope or with the check or money. I would appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, everyone, stay brave, stay diligent, stay thoughtful, stay teachable, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.